Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. We're talking NFL draft tonight. We got Rue back in the building. What's up, Rue? Fresh Living off the That's right, man. Living and rocking, ready to, ready to go, dude. Just like full bender at this point, probably. So pretty much for the next week or so. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be my BAC. You're just hovering at that level for legal intoxication. <laughs> you can be illegal. Just get that Uber game. That's and right. then uh, we're doing three-man weave tonight. We got Farky with us. What up, Farky? What's going on? It's getting hot. Drafts in here. Old Reliable's back again tonight. We got no pen and paper tonight. We've already gotten those takes. We'll reference that pod a little bit. We'll talk that. If you haven't caught those, you've got like a couple 20-minuteers that uh, the Monday Night Man, Mark Z, has put out. Um, and he's been pretty strong on Baker Mayfield. The one, I think, would be the understatement of the century. Uh, had some distaste for the Cleveland Writers today as well that, that we might uh, – <laughs> might scratch the surface on as well. But what we're going to get into tonight is we're going to hit kind of some big picture changes from the mocks that have been posted on the website. And we will get a big mock out probably Tuesday or so uh, onto the website. We're also going to kind of touch on a little bit of sleepers and then uh, just kind of tea leaves and, and, and you know, kind of see where the wind blows with this one. So uh, without further ado, Rue, you weren't in on the pod last time. You obviously got to, to catch up and listen. We hit your picks your picks weren't fully updated at that time. You're Not working horrible. through changes on your mock. What's maybe the big things that, that have taken place on uh, on one roof, Ruse mock draft? Uh, the, the big thing, I, I have uh, quarterbacks going one and one through three at this point. Uh, uh, the, another item I want to touch on is with that, I have the Buffalo Bills trading with the Giants uh, for the second pick, and the Giants it's getting 12 and 22. Uh, that's probably the biggest jump I had. It's, 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 it's a little reach, but you know, I think if someone, there's two teams, there's a few teams out there that probably have a hard arm for Allen at this point. And I believe that one of them, the bills and maybe two to be, uh, Denver with, uh, John Elway out there. Old horse teeth. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, we'll come back to your, to your mock. Cause it, it got a little love from, from, uh, the listeners, even a couple <laughs> questions of, uh, why the hell Derwin James at four. We'll come back to that. Farky, how about from your end, maybe touching on that topic quarterback wise one through three, maybe, you know, it was a topic last time you had Barkley to the jets. Where are you at now? Yeah, I do have one change. I have uh, Josh Allen going one, um, I thought I'd get a little better response than that. I do have. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just. I'm, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm doing the like uh, one of the big timers, where he just rubs his hands together and he's just getting ready for it. Look, I'm. I'm only going to say this one time for the remainder of, of all of the football. I I don't want Josh Allen, so I'm just putting him on there because this is where I like him now. Um, I've I've read a couple things. I don't get anything from that presser. Um, other than he does compliment um, physical attributes. This is the GM, uh, John Dorsey, today, and some stuff with Mayfield. So you know what? Um, as much as I'd love to have Mayfield, and I'd have no problem with him at one, I'm going Allen at one, um, Barkley at two to the Giants, which was uh, a big flip for me, and uh, Mayfield down to three for the Jets. Um, some stuff I've seen that they really like him, and um, have been somewhat vocal about that. So uh, those are my top three, and I have Darnold falling um, to Buffalo at six. So who's it? What happens at four? Chubb Brown still. So yeah, the Browns just go ahead and make the pick. Yeah, five. You have. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a trade on the table at that point. 
No, I moved. I moved. Uh, I moved Nelson Wait, up to Denver. D- Rue, you wouldn't think there would be a trade at the table if we were at four with Rosen and Darnold still available? Possibly, but I mean, I, I don't know. What were you saying, Fargy? I'm, I just said I'm moving Nelson up to uh, Denver. So they're picking regardless, and they're not taking a quarterback. Old horse teeth. No, I've last last uh, what two weeks ago I kind of harped that he needs to have himself some kind of backup there, but. I think Nelson's uh, just more and more I read about the guy. He's too much to pass up on. Can the Giants really take a running back at two when they got as many holes as they do, though? Uh, again, these are just things I've read here and there that, that that there is some speculation that they like Barkley and that if some people in their office believe that he may be the best talent in the draft. I don't agree with that, but uh, somebody that would compliment you know, a quarterback that they do have there with some stability like Eli Manning. Now, uh, I'm not saying that's the pick I would make, but uh, that's the direction I'm going to go for this mock. Interesting. Interesting. And so you would be fully comfortable attending both uh, myself and, and Mark Z's funeral with the Josh Allen number one is what you're saying. I wouldn't be comfortable with it. No, not at all. But I want I want like Will Ferrell singing. um uh, some, we, somebody from the pods got it. Maybe Blake Burris would be suited for that. I want him singing. Uh, what was it? Against the wind for like old school. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or Kansas. Candle. Dust, dust in the wind. Dust, dust in the wind. That's wind. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like that for Burris because I will drink a gallon of bleach on the YouTube live vi- uh, video stream that we're going to do for the draft. Um, so I will do that if we take Josh Allen, which will um, literally ruin my evening. My marriage, my life, um, just all rolled in to one. <laughs> I, I can't see the Josh Allen. I, 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 I'm praying that that mock is dead wrong. Um, but obviously, I've you know you've seen and re- read the, the the clippings that it's gotten a little bit of run. There is some momentum. There has been some momentum now. We'll, I'm sure you'll get more into Mayfield uh, gaining his momentum as well in the last week or so. But look, it's the possibilities there. I know uh, Monday Night Money Mark doesn't agree, but um, the possibility is definitely there. Well, if he didn't want to go solo with all of his pods all the time, you guys could have a nice little square off. But uh, <laughs> he seems to be a one man wrecking crew and doesn't want to um, don't want to share his toys with anybody. So you know, preach, I. Man. You know, I, I actually thought about that a lot today, and the conclusion I came to is that this is probably the best fit for everyone, is that he's not on this pod tonight, and that I just write an article and rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. Here's here's one thing, I uh, that, and, and I told him that you know, I wanted to tie to it, and again, if you haven't caught his, he's done two different, the pen and papers, he's done them over the past week here. Um, you know, we've he's obviously been pro Mayfield since he was plus 3,300 with Online. now he's down to to what plus 500 so obviously some kind of movement in the market at least um the betting public if you will but here's where i do disagree with mark on and he and he tied it into to today's discussion in dorsey's presser i don't think john dorsey is going to tell the offensive coaches or the defensive coaches who he's taking at one or who he would take it for i don't there's think there's any scenario where he is sharing with anybody other than two or three people. Um, and I've talked this with Mark, Mark. We've kind of respectfully disagreed. Or I don't know that we've disagreed. I just I think he felt like maybe he could give some direction with what he said in the presser. I thought that was just him answering a question to the media. 
I don't think he gives Hugh Jackson a morsel. And if he does, he gives him something as a total misdirection because then he maybe wants to see where Hugh's floating all this bullshit that he's that he's floated all year um, or all the past two years. So, Rue, what's your take on that? I guess I just see this as a little – Barstool tweeted it today, this afternoon. I was so pissed off. I had the whole draft day Sonny Weaver – um, angle to this, and it was we've been on the Josh Allen, no matter or not Josh Allen, no matter what, we've had that theme, and they took it out from under me tonight. But Rue, John Dorsey telling a bunch of people, or is he keeping this tight lipped? Oh, he's definitely keeping it tight lipped, and I think there's probably one or two, like you said, other people know one being Elliot Wolf. Uh, you know, at the same time, I think he's floating shit out there, you know, put on my tinfoil hat here that, you know, he's, he wants to snuff out all the leaks here in Berea. And so he's floating a bunch of shit out there, see what comes from. So I'm, I'm really interested, too, see after the draft, who's all getting re- relieved from duty here from the Browns, because then he'll be able to tell, you know, you know who that is who, by, by what he's telling these people, and you'll be seeing them go here shortly after the draft. But the biggest question, though, is the biggest leaker is prior head coach, and that's the biggest concern. Which makes yeah, me think put of that man in a diaper. Yeah, oh. yeah. Why, why, why is he even still here at this point? Which makes me believe that there had to be something in the contract uh, to stay at least three years. I mean, because everything's being leaked through Hugh. I have, a, I have a pretty good feeling about that. Marky, what's would, your thoughts? Are you Dorsey keeping this close. You know, you agree with Mark on this that he gives some direction, maybe not specific player. What's your gut? Uh, well, regarding Hugh Jackson, no, he's not. He's not telling Hugh Jackson anything. In fact, I would stick him in a film room and tell him that in seven days we're going to ask you what your answer is. But you have to sit here and watch film for seven days on all the quarterbacks. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. I don't think he's telling a soul. Um, you know, maybe he's having some conversations uh, with ownership. I is as much of a moron as is our truck truck stop owner is. I. I I would really question uh, the motives there, but he may just because he did mention today in a press conference that he talks to ownership three or four times a day might be throwing them a little niblet. But no, to answer your question, I, I think he's I think he's as black blacked out during this period as he made himself out to be. Yeah, I agree. Now, you know, for a guy, you, you and Mark would probably get back into it. I guess if I'm if I'm going off just Dorsey and it's. Probably my big shift in the mock. I've had Darnold. I've had it consistently. It's just been the safer one. It's not necessarily who I've wanted. I think I've been pretty clear that that I actually have Rosen as the number one ranked QB. Um, and for some time, I, I've actually kind of oscillated at two there. I've got Mayfield in that in that like ranking now. That said, for my mock, I have. I, I'm what will come out next week. I will have Baker Mayfield as the number one pick. I look at this as. What Dorsey kind of at least hinted on today with, when it comes to hand size, the fact that he drafted Pat Mahomes, so he's not afraid of kind of the Big 12 and that aspect of it. Accuracy, red zone, accuracy, leader, feet, arm strength. Mayfield checks basically all those boxes. He's, you know, an inch and a quarter shorter than Aaron Rodgers. Um so I don't see the height as big of an issue as, as maybe the media has made it up to be. Um, and when you factor those in, I, there's just there's maybe too much stuff that the Monday Night Man has said uh, that also we've talked offline that, that leads me to think that Dorsey's kind of been leading this, leaning this way for some time. 
and he's just kept it so close to the vest that everybody's just working off of you know their own assumptions or what they would do versus looking at at the personality, the history, the stats, and and just kind of the feel for it. And I think the biggest kind of further endorsement to this is Paul D. Podest is still with the team and seemingly has built up a, a pretty decent rapport with the Dorsey McClanahan, Elliot Wolf contingency. Um, and that just leads me to believe a little bit that, that they're all united on the Mayfield front, because we know from an analytics perspective that Mayfield's the head and shoulders guy um, of these four quarterbacks. Well, I, I want to make a few comments just regarding, um, you know, the the validation that he's given to Bayfer, May, Baker Mayfield and the reasons behind it, and and I don't really dispute any of them. In fact, this this is not an indictment on Mayfield, and it's not support of Josh Allen whatsoever. I I, I hate him, but you know his his support has seemed to been all pro. Um, you know, it, it's almost as if there hasn't been a a, a fair evaluation because there. And I know Mark's a passionate guy. We all are. Um, but he's making him out to be, you know, a can't miss. This is a 15-year franchise guy that you can't miss on. Uh, I, I think he's going to be really good. I don't think he's going to be that good. I hope he is if he plays for the Browns. But, you know, they don't. we haven't talked about any of the games that he's played bad in. Um, I see stuff on Twitter where... Um, look at this guy, how he can make throws in the red zone, how he gets it through the seat, through the, these short spaces. Okay, well, I, I promise you, you can pull a video up of, of Josh Allen where he made one fantastic throw this year. You know what I mean? There's like little snippets of everything good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think well, I, I agree with you, but I would say from, a, from <clears throat> to, to counter Allen, they're fewer and further between, and they're against subpar where he should pop a lot more. With if he's as talented and and he's kind of checks all the boxes, you know, in many cases like he does, you know, Carson Wentz dominated at that level. Steve McNair dominated at at the similar type level. Just he just never did, and and that's I think maybe the biggest indictment of all um, when it comes to Josh Allen. It was just Joe Flacco dominated. They, they just didn't. He's not popped. Well, you know what, that, and that's that's where I didn't want this conversation to go. I don't want it to go Mayfield. Why not Allen? I, I just wanted it to be more. Why is it absolutely without a doubt Mayfield? You know, we 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 can talk statistics. Um, I've, I've been a bit surprised because this has been all about statistics and completion percentage. And I don't know if you remember, but at the end of the football season, I mentioned completion percentage in the NFL um, on on one of our chats, and uh, I think it was Shill had mentioned to me that that's that's such a unnecessary or overblown or exaggerated stat it's it doesn't mean anything but that's all we've heard about baker mayfield well and and i i agree with that i think that's a fair and then you look at conference i mean the big 12 pac 12 we joke about those those defenses are a joke pathetic um so i think that's what makes it so difficult rue and i i I think from from you you watch you quite a bit of college football you you understand the dynamic here that makes it so hard to evaluate quarterback play because Absolutely. they're not running styles and systems that are replicable for the NFL. Yeah, you, you got to project these guys to the next level, and that's that's a very tough task to do. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into this, and I think we're all in agreement here that there's not a perfect prospect. These guys all got flaws. Uh, you know, yeah, I've kind of settled to the fact that you know I'm fine with with Darnold or, or Mayfield at this point. Yeah, you know, I'd like to have Rosen in there, but 
It just doesn't seem to be in the cards uh, for whatever reason that might be uh, for the Browns. Uh, you know, and I have my issues with Mayfield, his attitude and, and different things. And, you know, and I think that will come better with age and maturity. It's just, you know, I can get over it and I, I see the talents there. Uh, I, I just at this point, if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I think they're going to lean to the safer, uh, you know, Darnold uh, at this point. I, I just I, I, I'm going both ways every day. I'm seeing something different. I know Mark's. Always saying every day we're getting different things, and I agree with all that. It's just I'm just teetering every day in between Darnold and Mayfield at this point. Well, his and his his attitude or, or behavior it really has no bearing on any of my thoughts on him. I mean, should he have grabbed his crotch right there in front of everybody, and you know what? Maybe all the kids that look up to him, probably not. But is that the worst he's going to do? I mean, getting arrested. I mean, the guy was intoxicated by himself. Listen to the pen and paper episode Mark put out. He makes a great comment on it. He's put no one else in harm's way. Um, maybe he could have harmed himself at some point that night. Who knows? You obviously don't run from the cops, but my God, if, they, if this is all that they're putting on the table for this guy, then, I mean, they're really scratching the bottom of the barrel. I, I guess I'm not even talking about, I'm talking more or less the, uh, you know, you had the Sports Illustrated article that came out about him, you know, kind of blowing off the team because he's like, you, you got no shot at taking me. You already took a quarterback last year. You know, I just find that unprofessional. Just, you know, who knows down the road that other GM or someone could be at another team. You totally shot yourself in the foot. I mean, See, I saw, just, I saw, I saw that too. And I, the way I took that was he should have said nothing that what correct. he said didn't bother me, but he'll, he'll learn to mature in the NFL. You, you don't say anything to the media, but for him to say, look, I got a lot on my plate. I'm, I'm really trying to, to prioritize and be selective with the playbooks that I'm using now going, knowing that he's going into that meeting. I mean, maybe he can't, maybe he should have just told him, look, I'm going to cancel this, uh, this interview, whatever. I don't know. But I thought, I thought his words were chosen all right with what he said, but he should have said nothing. Correct. Yeah. I, it, I can go both ways on that because the fact of the matter is, is we talk in lore about Deion Sanders asking the team where you're picking and then just literally getting up and walking out. Um, well, when, we're when we're talking were about elite talent here as opposed to, you know. It, it, yeah. But it's yeah. still, if he thinks he's elite talent, there are plenty of guys that thought yeah. they were Deion Sanders and sucked. Yeah. So, you know, it, and then those people were spoken about as if, like, look at this clown. that he He's ducking us. Uh, at the same time, too, like, I think there, if you have concerns, it's the fact that like this guy's never sat, and he's going to probably have to sit at certain situations or with certain teams. So how's he going to react to that? Um, because because we saw with Johnny, like if if I don't think it's it's lazy just to do it off size or style because their styles are are quite different. I think because um, Johnny missed way too many reads. Uh, I, I think if there's one thing, it's the fact that like you have to deal with a level of kind of patience. And is he able to be patient? Johnny wasn't. Um, that's the only comparison I think is worthy to even draw between the two. Yeah, but I, th- I think to an extent, too, it's unfair because a lot of what these general managers, coaches, and owners do during this process is say, okay, well, who of these guys is going to act the closest to Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Drew Brees' professionalism? And it's it, it, they're never going to live up to that during this process. Well, but here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a prick. Like, well, he is—he's a prick, but he's professional. No, yeah. no question, but like any, and but kind of a prick in a good way. Like, yeah, John okay, Owens was, was a prick. Eli was a prick. Philip Rivers is a prick. But they're elite guys, quarterback-wise. Um, so, 
it, you know, you, all all's fair if you're if you, if you ball. Like that's all that yeah. matters. Back it up. All yeah. this. Like you make ex- everyone make excuses for that. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are that are nice and everything that weren't worth a damn. I mean, and I get the chip on the shoulder, but at some point you just got to come down from that and just be like, hey, you know, we're going to be level here. Uh, at this point, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, total, whatever team takes you, I, I want to start. And you believe you want to start, but at the same time, if you, you, you feel it's best for me to sit and learn, then you know, I'm all for it. But you, you bet your ass going to be going there working every day to try and get better and, uh, you know, and try to achieve that starting position here at some point, sooner or later. All right, let's shift gears. So we uh, we touched on kind of the top three of the quarterbacks. Oh, Farky, from your mock, what are some other maybe one or two big changes, maybe kind of you know outside of the norm of, of what we've been focusing on here over the past couple of weeks? Well, it, it, you may think of this as somewhat simple, but I, I really like um, DJ Moore from Maryland, wide receiver. I actually uh, slid him into Dallas given what happened with Dez. Uh, in the past week instead of Ridley, who I had there, and uh, drop uh, Ridley down to Carolina. So flip-flop those two. Uh, kept Sutton at uh, 11. I almost wanted, just as, as a really outlier, kind of throw DJ Moore in at 11, but uh, went ahead and kept Sutton there as my, as my big pick for the first round. So DJ Moore plus 200 to be the first receiver taken. I like Dallas, actually, and I, in my mock, uh, that's part of one of my changes He's the guy that actually uh, is the first receiver taken on on my upcoming mock at 19 there to Dallas. So we're uh, kind of a little lock and step there. Uh, I just I don't have the Sutton love as much, but um, interesting. So some value there. If, if, if you like DJ Moore, jump on it now or you can kind of double your money on it. Rue, how about you? Uh, I, I talked uh, at first uh, part was the big trade between Buffalo and the Giants. And I think, uh, you know, Buffalo moves up to get the quarterback and the Giants still get the two positions that they were looking at at number two, where 12 being, I have them taking um, uh, Davenport, uh, the edge rusher, who's, uh, who's kind of risen in the past couple weeks. And then at two on two, I have them taking uh, Geis from LSU, uh, the running back. So they kind of fill two and still get some future assets uh, at that point. So it's interesting. I haven't looked at at you know either of yours because we didn't get a chance to kind of trade them or anything. Um, I have the exact same layout in my mock. So, <laughs> and I've got Davenport and Geis. I maybe look at. I think they Giants like the bigger guy. Um, yeah. And then that's otherwise. I think Harold Landry's better, but I think the Giants like Davenport more. Yeah. Um, just because he's more kind of prototypical for rough and tumble size and and whatnot, and I, I think the guys is the, the natural spot for him yeah. would would be the Giants. Just it makes tons of sense. So uh, I love kind of both those moves. There, interesting. One um, way, what, real quick, I, I, and I may add this in for next week. I, it's hard for me to figure out a way to make all the pieces work, but I I'm not counting out New England going up and grabbing Rosen. No, it's been rumored out there, and in this my current one, I have him staying spot at twenty three and uh, and thirty one, and you know I, I like them to go after Vanderass at that point at twenty three. I think that kind of fits uh, with with the, with the loss of Jamie Collins, and he might be a little more conforming than uh, than Collins was. Probably not the athlete, but he does everything uh, to pair with Hightower there. That I, you know I like them looking at that and. 
Colt Miller there at the end of the round. So it's interesting. I think the one thing with mine is one of these quarterbacks is going to slip. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure which one. I just I like Rosen so much I can't have him as the one that slips. But when I'm doing mine, once the slip happens, it kind of gets into what 12 and 13 and it's it's assuming the Buffalo traded up already. So it would be the Giants at 12. Did they trade back and then still end up with, with Allen or something? But if not, then there's Washington. Obviously, there's Arizona and Baltimore, who I think probably become the backstops. But I think one does slip. If it's Rosen, then I think you have to look at the 49ers with where the New England is, that that starts to become the the target or, or the play in mind. And then you start to screw with some of these early linebackers and cornerbacks and where they fall. Yeah, it just creates a ripple effect. Yeah. Do you think that has anything to do with L.A. coming out today and saying that they their pick's available? They're thinking someone's going to slip down there uh, to five, that someone might be willing to come up? I mean, that's kind of what I had with my mind. Here is my thing with L.A. Shut the hell up. Our fourth yes. pick is going to be up for sale. Like, yeah. Just pipe down. The Giants pick. Gettleman basically said it. It's theirs is up for sale. Like we don't have to go out and publicize it at horse face. And and they're taking Barkley. Like I, I'm with Mark on that one. It, it it just makes too much sense for them. That offense is is too kind of stagnant. They need a pass catching back. Booker's terrible. Um, I, I think it just it lines up so well for them. If not, then I think it's Nelson. Either way, they're taking a pick there. They're they're, they're not trading back into the teens um, when when they need kind of a, a premier offensive talent either on the line or or uh, at the back position. Well, and at this it, this is the stage now. We're a week week away, so everyone's going to start to chatter and say that everything's everything's out there for for being purchased and maybe the jets are the one team that overpaid this year but usually there's a team one team that way overpays for a pick so you you want to be that guy that grabs it so i think the biggest takeaway that i'm working through with mine is i didn't at 15 and 16 arizona and baltimore their rosters are dumpster fires oh yeah Um, and and you start to look at it like who the hell are they gonna draft like they're not close to competing, and that—that that I think is really problematic. Uh, my thought on that is, I went at fifteen. I went with an offensive lineman because they're obviously they're going to have to play the Rams two times a year with that defensive line, uh, and that's a dumpster fire uh, offensive line they have out there. And with Baltimore, I am taking uh, Hayden Hurst. However, I, I am feeling that you know they probably want to trade back from that position, acquire more assets, and maybe take him. You know, four or five picks later uh, at that point and just get some more picks along the way. Yeah, I agree. I think Baltimore's open for business. I think that's a legitimate one. Um, and really, you know, any of those teams, those two teams should be looking to go back, even if it's five, yeah. six, just to get another roster spot filled from a second or third rounder or some sort. Correct. In Arizona, if they want to go line, they can go later, you know, maybe lose out McGlinchey and get the uh, Will Hernandez, you know, later in the draft or, uh, uh, the the Ragnar kid, uh, you are the win. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. There, there's guys out there where they can still. There's not that much difference where they can still acquire more assets and uh, get a similar player. 
Well, and I think the question I start asking myself at this point as I revisit my mock is, okay, I'm looking at Arizona, and, and, and Sean's point, you know, they have so many holes to fill. Uh, what's a player that's going to be available there that immediately helps them get wins? And I have pain in their defensive tackle. You know, I think to myself now, is he going to immediately, you know, generate wins? Probably not. He's a he's a good piece to the puzzle, but it's almost like I, I want to find a bigger impact player now for that. Spot. See, I, see, actually, I go the other way with it. Yeah. I just look at it like he, even if he's not a needle mover, no one can be a needle mover. So why wouldn't you just look at like a, a developmental player, you know, a Lamar Jackson, and just say we're not going to be good next year anyway? You know, then again, you, you know. We'll probably get a, a, a top 10 pick next year so we can target quarterback then. So it just becomes like how much do you like that prospect. Yeah. But I don't know that with if you're evaluating your team and roster, you can't look at Arizona and be like, yeah, we're going to be better. If anything, you let Matt, um, Honey Badger go. Um, you have kind of the change. You do get David yeah. Johnson back. Like You're going to need lightning in a bottle to, to really strike. Um to, to kind of make a dent with the Rams in, in that division and the 49ers coming. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you almost have to kind of look to, to punt yeah. and kick it down the road a little bit. Now, unfortunately, now that, that's I, I would from say, a Browns fan. We've been doing that for 15 years. Would, would Arizona have any assets, do you think, that come up and get one of the quarterbacks if they really wanted to? I mean, really. is San Francisco San Francisco not going to trade with them? No. So you, a they're going to need go someone to slip. Yeah. Could they trade with Denver? Maybe. But again, it's like if Denver's willing to trade, they're misreading their roster because actually their rosters maybe a two-year window left. Yeah. So they got to make a move now, and that's why you yeah. sign Keenum and you do some of the things they've done. If you're Arizona, you you take your turn, concede to a two-year building process. New coach, you know he's going to have some time bought as a result of it. Um, you got to think times pretty secure in light of you know what they've done over the past few years prior to this year so it'll be interesting to see there uh so let's shift gears let's let's go to uh you know we we i, I grease this for you guys mid-round sleepers who do you like uh, that are kind of a little bit off the radar not necessarily teams or fits but just guys that prospect wise pop to you well it, go ahead Parky? I was going to say, one. you know, this is probably a day two guy, but frankly, I'm bringing him up because I, I know almost nothing about him. Uh, this, who, you know, the Kyle, what is it, Loletta from Richmond? Um, that's a name I keep hearing over and over, and obviously he was Senior Bowl MVP. But um, did you watch him play this year, Sean? I mean, is he no, somebody I, that can I, come I, in? No, I didn't watch him at all. Okay. I it just uh, The comment I keep hearing is he's somebody that's right there on the cusp of being able to play and, you know, maybe – Half a season to a year. Yeah. A, a, a guy that interests me is uh, Josh Sweat out of Florida State. I think Sean Cabot might be, be able to talk a little more about him. He's one of those guys that scoring the 95% of spark scores. Uh, I think he's a guy you want to bet on in, the, in day two uh, to maybe t- take a little bit of risk on. Yeah, he a I think he's a mid-second guy, and he's in play as early as, I think, New England's at 40 or 41. Oh, so I, that early, I, okay. I texted really that – he would give them a boost of athleticism. What I'll say about Sweat is he did not perform well this past year. But then as you look at him and Derwin James and how they tested, then you watch kind of the tape and how they were kind of playing. And, and 
were being asked to play. Everything was read and then react. And Sweat in a, the right system is going to be a get up the field, pin the ears back guy. He's got in that system a lot of potential to uh, to be dangerous. I don't think he's a sleeper. He's he's got the best first step in the draft. For any I mean, we're, we're talking about guys in the second day. I mean, that's just you know, he's one of the top guys. On yeah, Bruce, Bruce's going to have to give us a better one than that. He he yeah. didn't dig that. I, I'm with you there, Mark. Uh, okay, I'm going to go real deep here. I'm going to go with uh, his, his name is Alex Kappa. He's an offensive lineman out of Humboldt State. Uh, he had a great Senior Bowl. Uh, he really showed there that he had the strength to to play it to the next level. I think he could play guard or tackle at the next level, and you know, I think he'd be a nice development player. For someone down low, uh, down the road looking for maybe a tackle since it's been the weak uh, tackle uh, class this year. Okay, all right, well, that's a nice rebuttal, Farky. What do maybe you got? I'm, I'm I went back and uh, checked my old notes, and these guys kind of fell off because they didn't, uh, you know, perform as anticipated at the combine, and their names aren't haven't been out there in the open. But I got uh, the two wide receivers I had uh, ranked in in one of our first draft conversations: St. Brown wide receiver from Notre Dame and Tate wide receiver from FSU. Regardless of where these guys get drafted, I think one of those two um, end up popping in the in the league. So it's Equanimous uh, St. Brown. For no, <laughs> I didn't no even today. try it. I didn't he, try uh, it. He's tested a hell of a lot better than, than Auden Tate. Auden Tate did not run well at all. Yeah. He's a, not a separation guy. Um, curiously enough, when you look at some of the stuff, neither is Sutton, actually, when you start looking at some of the analytics and route running and his inability to kind of get inside um, on press coverage. But St. Brown's someone that had a really, really good, I think it was yeah. sophomore season, um, struggled this year. But some of that was just because Notre Dame's quarterback was play was atrocious this year. Yep. So, I, I like St. Brown a lot. His brother yeah. actually just committed to USC, I believe. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like St. Brown as well. Another one I had was uh, Anthony Miller. Uh you know, maybe Memphis Matt, uh, his boy down there. Uh, Anthony yeah, Miller. I, I, yep. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a tough slot next level. Uh, yeah, and there's really the only you know game I really focused on was the bowl game where he had he had ten plus catches that game. You know, I think he uh, he's a he's a nice transition to the next level at the slot. So I think here's a few that I've got: Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver, Penn State. I think he could sneak into the back end of the third round, although I doubt it. I think it's a day three guy, but I think he's got an eight-year career and some real potential there. Defensive tackle out of Fort Hayes State, Nathan Shepard. He will be a day two guy. 6'4", 315 pounds, three technique tackle, um, big monster. I, I kind of loved him to, to Dallas. I think he had worked out for them, and he's been a little quiet on his workouts. Um Derek Noddy from from Florida State's another player worth worth kind of keeping an eye on. He's probably a day day three guy himself. Um, and then Jesse Bates, safety, Wake Forest. I think he's a day two guy. And I think another guy maybe sneaks in at the safety position into a day three. Um, Quinn Blanding, previous a five star from Virginia. Uh, I think either of those could end up in New England. They just Smart, heady players. They fit Belichick to a T. Uh, a couple names there further to watch. Um, and then, you know, I know Kevin sent us some, so he obviously couldn't join us tonight. But a couple names that popped to me, uh, Chukwunu Orakafor, tackle, Western Michigan, soccer player, good feet, just kind of learning the game. Um, 
maybe a target at the end of the second round, probably a third round. I've heard a lot of the talk about how bad the tackle draft is. Yet, yet there's a few that, you know, Orokafor, Crosby, Miller, even the O'Neal kid, where teams may talk themselves into it or they could go sooner because there's none down the road that are fifth and sixth round guys worth worth the piss. So a name to watch there. Uh, another one that he had that I thought was interesting, Simi Cobbs Jr. from wide receiver Indiana. Farky, I know you you yeah. had him in, on your radar a little bit. Yeah, I had him uh, when we gave that first draft conversation pod. I had him as my like tied for fifth best receiver in the draft. I, I like him a lot. And then, you know, I'd be remiss. Mark and I talked to him actually a couple days ago. Um, I think we're looking at at either uh, 33 or 35 going up for sale and the Browns getting back into the third round. And I think a guy they absolutely love is Darius Leonard, South Carolina State outside linebacker. It's kind of this little bit of a hybrid, 6'2", 235. They've had him in for a visit. He kind of checks all the boxes. He... And Matthew Thomas, who they had extensive conversations with at the Senior Bowl um, out of Florida State. And I just saw Matthew Thomas was in Pittsburgh here about a couple days ago. And he would fit them to an absolute T as well. So Matthew Thomas is another guy to, to kind of keep your, your eye on, as well as, as Darius Leonard, who will get a lot of pub. And he's got one of those tapes that just is like, why the hell didn't he go to an actual big school? Yeah, I Rue, like anybody else? Not, not really. I mean, I, I had Royce Freeman written down, but I mean, he's, I mean, that, that it's a deep running back class. So I, I always liked his tape uh, watching him out there in Oregon. I think he's just a solid all around back that's probably be better at the next level. You know, I'm going to keep. It's a name everyone knows, but I'm going to keep my stamp on uh, Kirion Johnson, running back from Auburn. I know, uh, you know. He's one of the best available in the draft, but I think he's a guy that uh, people will be pleasantly surprised by in terms of his career if he falls on the right team. Played against eight in the box all season long. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, a guy that I did like was Kentavious Street, but he blew his knee out uh, at the Giants workout, I believe. So, um, you know, he'll go, but unfortunately he's going to go a hell of a lot later, which is which is a particular drag for, for him. Um uh, you know, one one guy that I think actually, and he's going to show up in my mock, so kind of flipping back to that, I think Dallas Godert is going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if it's going to be the first round. I think it'll be the second round, but I think the what I've read is he didn't run, and I wonder if he got a promise. And there's some link of the, him having a conversation with the Cowboys um, in and around the Senior Bowl. And then not to say that he shut stuff down, but he's been very methodical in his rehab and very kind of safe. And I just wonder if maybe he's gotten a little bit of a wink and a nod NBA style um, that, that happens mm-hmm. all too often. So maybe a name to watch there, Dallas Godert going to Dallas. So uh, another thing to keep an eye on, you know, a week from tonight. Um, you know, another guy that, that maybe pops on the defensive front tackle, Khalil McKenzie Jr., Tennessee, one technique, 6'3". 315, 320 pounds, uh, somebody to watch. Antonio Callaway, wide receiver, Florida. He got, I think, suspended or kicked out of school this past year for credit cards or some bullshit. Um, so he's someone to keep an eye on. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of maybe a 
four or five star that just struggled and then the last year figured it out. Um, so a guy like Dalen Mack from Texas A&M, um, he was, I believe, in a five-star at the time. So he's someone to watch or, or keep an eye on uh, second day, maybe back into second day, more like uh, early part of, of day three. So um, anybody else you guys got? Otherwise, we can shift gears. I'm good. No one else I've got. It. Speak, you mentioned technique. Shit, didn't Josh what, play like a five technique at Florida State? Yeah, well, and that's just the thing. He's just totally miscast, and they, they <laughs> their system didn't suit him, and he played tentative because of the knee injury from high school, and, and he took the brace off and, and blew the combine up. So, um, yep. uh, yeah, I think he's he's going to catch a team's eye. Someone let so, the dog in. So, yeah, we got some dog there going on. I don't know what the hell. Must be my right, neighbors. Uh, I'm going to run through some props here. Let's just hit these guys, these rapid fire. Second QB selected. Um, Sam Darnold plus 125. Rose or Josh Allen plus 200. Josh Rosen plus 275. Baker Mayfield plus 400. Which of those four do you like? Maybe, you know, bet-wise, but just also um, who you think-wise. Rue? Mayfield. Uh, just going on, I still believe uh, Darnold's the first quarterback taken. So, Argy? For the money, I like Mayfield. Yeah. Second running back selected. Michelle, 250. Geis, minus 500. Chubb, plus 700. All the others. Well, you know what? Barkley, plus 2,500. Michelle, I have Geis slipping. Yeah, I guess they do those. Bad odds, I take guys. Honestly, if I was, I'd put ten bucks down on Saquon Barkley. If I was, if I was going to bet this, I won't bet it, but I would put it on Barkley because if Barkley gets past Tampa, you're talking about a team in the teens that scouted Geis, not Barkley, and it's Good happened point. before yeah. with Edger James and and the Ricky Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, first wide receiver selected, Farky. You had Sutton, so you're going to stick with that. That's plus 600, so that might be something even bigger to jump on. I highlighted DJ Moore, plus 200. Rue, uh, Ridley, minus 200. Uh, you heard the other two, and then Christian Kirk, plus 1,200. Yeah, I'm going to stick to my, my mock and uh, roll with Sutton. He's my first receiver taken. You Goals and Farky there. Yeah. Quarterbacks drafted first round, five and a half, over, under, under is minus 200. Over is plus 150. What do you guys got? Under. Parking. Under. Under. Man, if it was four and a half, I'd take the over. I just I don't trust Mason Rudolph getting picked. <laughs> um, running backs drafted. Over one and a half. Under one and a half. <sighs> over. Sparky? Over. I get over, too. I just think Geist goes. Or yeah. if Geist doesn't, Michelle will. Um, will the top three picks be quarterback? Yes, no. Minus 140 on yes. Yes. No. Lamar Jackson, over under 17 and a half pick. Sparky? Over. Uh, uh, over. 200. Over. 
I'm gonna say under plus one fifty. Just Drew, you have wise. fifteen. I, I don't Drew actually has, think. I don't I think he's fifteen. Um. Oh, they got Baker six and a half, but it's minus two fifty if it's under. He's going inside of six and a half. I don't think that's any question. I don't. I I agree with you, Fargy. He doesn't get past the Jets if the Browns don't take him. He's going no later than three. So I think that's stealing. Um. Calvin Ridley, over 19.5, minus 120 on both ends. So 19.5, minus 120 either way. I'm over. I got Carolina 24. Yeah, same here. I got him with uh, Carolina 24. I'll go over. Yep, I got over on that too. So that we can guarantee he's going to go before the, before 19.5. When we're consensus like that. So, all right, um... Maybe last pivot. We've been in Cleveland. What a week that was since uh, we last spoke. The media has just been fantastic with just so much information that's out there and a riveting press conference today that literally John Dorsey has to be tickled to death that he gets to deal with (laughs) the media Um, and Uh, and just being able to read them like an absolute book. Um, Any takeaways from from your guys' perspective? Uh, before we kind of cut it loose here. You know, I, I talked about it. Uh, I sent a text out about you know, Tony Grossi asking, does any quarterback have to fit in the AFC North quarterback mold? And, you know, and Dorsey's like, no, that's when he got into the hands comment and all that. And then out of nowhere, uh, you know, Grossi throws out this, uh, does, a, does a California beach bum, you know, fit an AFC North rugged uh, mold? I mean, he's not even thinking. You got him in the past. You have a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It's just these guys are totally freaking clueless when it comes to just the media. I, there's, there's no solid information out there. There is really is not. The Cleveland media are a group of such incompetent derelicts that I don't know how I wanted to perceive or take away the way he behaved at the press conference because he he was <laughs> impressive. He was impressive. He did well. I thought you know body language, avoiding questions, you know forcing forcing them away from questions. I thought he did a great job, but it'd almost be like a Harvard professor teaching to a, a, a group of high school students. Yeah. I, yeah I, I guess my takeaway was how little homework that these folks do, that they ask these generic, basic boilerplate questions rather than, you know, talk a little bit about who you met at the senior bowl and, and the time you put in there, the relationships. I mean, you allow Dorsey to control everything by saying, you know, the combine, I don't pay attention to the numbers. And what are you doing at the combine? Like, there's natural follow-ups there that it's just, I mean, if you're going to mail it in, don't even bother asking, like, what you think are somewhat meaningful questions. Just go completely goofy or off the wall with it. Like, what's what's the point? Um it was so bad that he had he had somewhat already addressed that first question he got on the first pick, and it was pretty clear he wasn't going to tell anyone what position or player he was going to draft. And I was legitimately uncomfortable for Mary Kay when she asked the question of Saquon Barkley. I mean, it, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> you can, I, I'm thankfully we're past the point we're not addressing a conversation of a running back at one the fact that like the media was aligned with that and there's still you know some of these clowns that think that way if you take a running back at one you you're you're just continuing to punt on your future it's it's not even i i 
we have a hard time at four, but I actually feel like if Chubb's picked and we're sitting there at four, I think they'd like to trade, or I would certainly like to trade. But if worse comes to worse, they'll just make the pick of Barkley. It's almost like you have the card and you wait for something, the phone to ring. And if it doesn't, then you just walk that up there. But I, I just I can't imagine a, a world where you're walking a card up for the first pick and it's a running back. It just there's no way, shape, or form. Was Mary Kay the one that asked about uh, John Dorsey's best friend saying he's going to take Josh Allen? Was that her? Or was that Grossy? I think that was Grossy. That was that was Grossy. Mary Kay asked about Saquon. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a dynamic duo. But, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> he said, what? Dorsey's friend? Yeah. I heard the friend through a friend. I mean, that's like Mark's Jander. for Christ's sake. Hey, Mark's um, Jander story is gaining some momentum now. I'll tell you what, that bet line move, don't think we haven't gotten those texts, and I know the Twitter handles have been popping them off. Hey, that bet, based on all of his, all of his releases and his pods, has gone – 2,200, 3,300, 1,400, 1,500, based on all of his movements. <laughs> it almost like like by the day, too. So, I mean, for the listeners, we, Mark is either going to be in full-on gloat, have to grease the doorway to get his head through it, or he is going to be as miserable as downtrodden if we were to go the other end of the spectrum and take Josh Allen. I, I I don't know who's going to be more, more kind of down and out between me and Mark, to be honest, because we've been vehemently against this, and and naturally Farkas goes ahead and mocks the son of a bitch to us. <laughs> I believe me. I, hey, I bet Mayfield, and I I don't have any hedge bets either, so I have Mayfield. Yeah. Well, and Mark also though. As bet that Josh Allen's not the first player taken, so he's also bet he's like double down on it. <laughs> and he did that. He did that with Kev. So uh, that's it's going to be quite enjoyable when when uh, Slimeball Roger walks up there and, and has to deal with the, the what hundred fifty thousand Dallas you know hillbillies cheering him on. So something now, to watch there. Uh, now, now are we going to try and get a, a live feed? for the, uh, at least the first couple picks of the first round next year. Yeah, so our tech wizard uh, executive pr- producer galore, Jerry Burris, is going to whip something up. Um, we can't promise anything, but uh, fingers crossed that we're going to be trying to do some live posting. Still waiting on, on Luke Grilly to get that website up, but uh, no. right now we're still sure. getting website or, or, or articles and whatnot up on the blog. Um, so we're hoping to get that. And, and maybe get uh, the right mock drafts up there too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Dude's in, uh, dude's in sales. He should know business one hundred and one. Over commit? No, he overcommitted. Yeah, under commit, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, under commit, over deliver. Rule Boom. number one. Um, obviously, didn't go to the Michael School, Michael Scott School of Business. Um, so, how do I manage? <laughs> so we'll see on that. We're, we're hopeful to get some stuff. Obviously, follow along. I think there'll be at least another pod, uh, either from us or or maybe a couple um, between the crew. So we're going to get something out, and then uh, hopefully a video uh, of the draft, some live streaming. We're also going to have kind of uh, from Reggie, the new um, contributor, Reggie. 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 Going to give us a live vlog of of the draft and and be posting that along. I don't know if we'll get that up night of or or it'll be morning after, 
Um, and then we'll be getting after it again Friday uh, in the presence of all of us uh, or most of us together with with Mark Mark M H Z back in town. Wait, um, if I'm with uh, if I'm with Luke Grilly, are you guys patching us through? That's that's the plan too. So yeah, one Luke Grilly could be down in Florida. So a lot of things uh, hanging out there. Um, that we could get lined up with. So exciting time for, for the Browns. Like I said, it's the Super Bowl. Guys, anything to wrap up with? Uh, yeah, uh, happy 420 day to uh, any of our uh, fans that uh, might imbibe. You know, I'm sure the hydroponic <laughs> would be on here. You know, it's, bi- it's big in Serbia, no doubt. That's right, man. The good, the good news is, is I'll be damned. We draft Josh Allen, and I'm out uh, with Lou Grilly. He's going to have to watch my back because there's a lot of bodies of water down here for me to take advantage of. Hey, man, I'll, I'll put it this way too. Uh, uh, happy 420 day for for uh, my my nose and wet leg, wet leg, and uh, you know don't don't let the the popo hold you down, DeAndre. You ain't do nothing wrong in my book. <laughs> They, they, they staked him out for two months. Don't think I ain't bringing that shit back up in August. <laughs> that's some bullshit. So, all right, that's it. That's all for us. You heard sleepers. You heard mock talk. You'll see some stuff posted. And just like I said with draft day and Sonny Weaver, John Dorsey, not Josh Allen, no matter what. We out. No matter what. <laughs>